My name is Chad Hoover. My name is Brandon Overstreet. My name is Russell Dillon. My name is Alfonso Jack. My name is Lisa Bennett. I'm Jack Snore. Cody Prather here. My name is Matt Ball. My name is Josh Carter. My name is James Bush. My name is Luke Stocking. My name is Jeff Jones. I'm Brian Bolby. My name is Jeff Hodge. My name is Kevin Franklin. My name is uh, Jamie Clancy. My name is Ronnie Ellery. My name is Randy Howell, and you're listening to the Faith and Fishing Podcast. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Faith and Fishing Podcast. I'm your host Cam, and this is going to be a great episode. I got a little fishing done at the public park pond near work on my lunch breaks lately, uh, but even that hasn't happened often just because of a couple uh, medical issues still getting worked out. Um, but I do have one quick housekeeping thing. Um, at the time I am recording this, we are only 21 listens away from hitting the 3,000 total listens mark. Um, so first... Thank you all for listening. Um, it means uh, so much to me that you're listening. Um, and uh, just excited to have you uh, listening to the podcast, whether you haven't listened to any uh, episodes yet other than this one, or if you've listened to every single episode, um, whether you're a subscriber or whatever. Um, it means a lot that you're listening. So thank you so much for that. Um, but whenever we hit 3,000 total listens, which could very well happen the day this episode comes out. So um, uh, keep an eye out. We're going to do a giveaway, uh, courtesy of Jade's Jigs. Uh, So we are going to do that uh, giveaway over on the Instagram and Facebook accounts. So keep an eye out. Um, If you're listening to this, there's a solid chance the giveaway has already started. So make sure you don't miss it. But anyway, we've got Brian Schiller, founder of Paddle and Fin, We're going to be shining the product spotlight on a social media platform specifically made for us outdoors people. And uh, let's go ahead and dive in to learn from my mistake, where we're going to talk about fishing with friends. Learn from my mistake. So something you have to know about me is I like my solitude and I like my quiet. Uh, When I'm fishing, I like to get away, avoid people, and go where others won't go uh, so that I can spend time with God and be in nature and just have some time to myself. I've even been known to get annoyed with people who are walking by on the beach or um, or walking on over the greenway, over the bridge while I'm kayak fishing, and feel the need to um, to stop and ask what I've caught, if I've had any luck, what kind of fish is that? Um, all that good stuff, even though I do the same thing. Um, so needless to say, I don't often fish with other people. Let me say that if that is you too, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Not a thing in the world. Uh, but y'all know I am a listener of the Tackle Talk podcast uh, with Andrew Hayes. He's been on this show, and he does an amazing job with the Tackle Talk uh, show. So make sure you go and check out his episode here on Faith and Fishing. And definitely check out his show. It comes out every Tuesday. Uh, It's called Tackle Talk. Um, But at the beginning of each year, he does an episode talking about New Year's resolutions. And usually he talks about fishing with new anglers as one of those resolutions. Um, He encourages people to talk to other fishermen while out fishing. Um, And I have been trying to be more open to that kind of thing. 
So I have decided to be more personable while out on the water, if nothing else. Um, I've got Faith in Fishing and sponsor stickers all over my boat. So I want to make sure I'm representing them well. But I also just want to be able to find new fishing buddies, grow as an angler, and as a person. So mistake might not be the right word, but let me say as awesome as going out and getting some alone time is, going out fishing with someone new is also awesome. Um, I got a chance to go uh, with a new buddy recently. Y'all remember me telling y'all on the last episode um, about uh, my trip with Ryan from Outdoors to Go. I had a blast listening to his story, uh, getting to know who he is, learning about his family, and reciprocating the same stories and sharing who I am. Uh, and that was really fun, and it was it was good for my soul. Um, so learn from my, again, mistake might not be the right word, uh, but give fishing with someone new, or if you are like me, give fishing with someone, um, anyone, a shot. Uh, you'll be glad you did. Uh, now that we're talking about friends and stuff, let's shine the product spotlight on an awesome social media platform. Savior Outdoors means peace of mind out on the water. Savior makes retrieval devices for fishing rods, bow fishing bows, action cams, and more, so when you drop your gear in the water, you can get it back, meaning that you don't have to panic when your gear goes in the drink. Check out SavorOutdoors.com, that's S-A-V-U-R Outdoors.com, to learn more and to try them for yourselves. And since you're a Faith and Fishing listener, you'll get 15% off of your purchase whenever you use promo code FNFP15. So we're going to be talking about a social media app called Go Wild. Um, if that sounds familiar, that's because I have uh, talked about them on the uh, on the podcast before. Um, but never on the product spotlight. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what Go Wild is, how it works. Uh, so it's a social media platform. I've got it pulled up here on my phone to just kind of uh, describe describe the app. So um, it's like any other social media platform. You've got your, um, your profile. Um, this one actually gives you points that you can uh, accumulate, and that actually goes towards um, rewards uh, in the form of uh, gear or discounts on gear, um, but uh, but you build those points by making posts, um, putting up trophy posts. Um, so you can, if you catch a big fish, if you if you shoot a big buck, um, whatever, uh, you can you can put it up as a trophy post. Um, so let's talk about the different kinds of posts. Um, you can. Uh, connect if you've got a garmin watch you can connect that and uh, log those activities you can log time doing an activity so if you are a paddler if you're a runner um, if you are hiking fishing uh, hunting whatever you can log that time Um, you can enter a trophy or just create a regular social media post Um, and on your feed um, they call it trail mix so uh, there are a bunch of different categories you can choose um, to uh, to make this mix. Um, they're called trails, hence trail mix. Um, so you can choose the trail mix, which you choose what you want to see. Um, then there's uh, content from your buddies, uh, which are the people that follow you and that you follow. Um, and then there are uh, outdoor headlines. So 
I'm just going to kind of read off the trails here that you can choose from. So there's air guns, archery, aviation, bass fishing, bear, beekeeping, big game hunting, biking, bird watching, boating, bow fishing, bow hunters of America, bow hunting league, bushcraft and survival, camping, catfishing, climbing, conservation, cooking, DIY, deer hunting, diving, dog life, duck hunting, elk hunting, everyday carry, exotic hunting, faith, falconry, farming, firearms, first responders, fishing, fitness, fly fishing, foraging, freshwater fishing, gardening, gear reviews, general, guides, gunsmithing, habitat management, hammock life, hiking, hog hunting, horses, houndsmen, hunting, ice fishing, kayak fishing, knives, literature, long-range shooting, mentorship, uh, military life, motorhomes and campers, mule deer hunting, music, muzzle loader, nature photography, noodling, off-roading, paddling, panfish, podcasts, predator hunting, public land owners, raccoon hunting, real camo girl, reloading, reptiles, running, salt strong, saltwater fishing, shed hunting, sheep and goat hunting, small game, snow sports, spear fishing, state and national parks, tactical, taxidermy, trail cameras, trap shooting, trapping, trout fishing, turkey hunting, upland hunting, and waterfowl. I'll be honest, that's a lot more trails than there were whenever I first started on on Go Wild, which is awesome. It means that you get to really pick uh, what it is that you want to see, but I was not prepared for a list that long when I started reading it, but um, but yes, yeah, so uh, that is Go Wild. Um, you can scroll through your trail mix, uh, up, uh, upvote posts, uh, comment on posts. Um, you can build your uh, your setups for different gear. Uh, you can t- uh, you can uh, put in gear reviews, and they've even got a store where you can shop your gear. Um, you can get some. Um, some popular brands, uh, and, uh, maybe even get a discount here and there, um, on that through your rewards. So, um, so yeah, I hope you give that a shot. If you do, um, look me up, I'm Cam Steele. Um, and, um, you go ahead and, and follow me and I will, uh, give you a follow right back. But, um, it's an awesome community and, uh, in a world where, um, a lot of outdoor stuff is getting, um, getting censored on other, um, other social media platforms. Uh, this one is, is pretty cool to, to be able to be a part of. So, uh, go check them out. Uh, so now let's go ahead and get Brian introduced. All right. So if you've listened to fishing podcast, you've probably come across paddle and fin at some point or another. I have had, well, Brian makes number seven of the Paddle and Fin hosts on the show now, Um, though Dan Perry has stepped down from that particular role since he was on the show, 
Um, so Paddle and Finn is definitely not new to Faith and Fishing. But Brian isn't just a host of one of the shows on the Paddle and Finn network. He is one of the founders of Paddle and Finn. And since the godfather who co-hosted the original Paddle and Finn episodes stepped away from the podcast game, Brian is, as the other Paddle and Finn uh, host named his show, The OG. Uh, that's what he's probably best known for by most. But as a newer fishing podcaster, um, and I know I can speak for many in this department, Brian is someone I look up to and is always a very willing mentor to those of us who are either just getting into the game or are just one of the many trying to keep up in this podcasting world. Um, he is probably going to give me a hard time, though, for letting this intro get a little too sappy. Uh, so I am going to go ahead and uh, just say I am excited to have Brian Schiller on the podcast. Jade's Jigs, based out of southwest Missouri, make finesse jigs without the lead. Jade's Jigs are made with an eco-friendly tin bismuth alloy that weighs less than lead, meaning you can get the same water displacement and profile size with less weight on your finesse presentation for the fish to feel. Jade's Jigs offers a variety of styles including Ned Heads, Finesse EWG Heads, and Skirted Finesse Jigs, and they are ready to ship so you get the custom quality without the custom weight. If all of that wasn't enough, they flat out catch fish. Head on over to jadesjigs.com, that's J-A-D-E-S-J-I-G-S.com to see what they have to offer. And since you are a Faith and Fishing listener, you can use promo code FNF10 to save 10% on your order. Brian, man, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. So um, I look up to all of y'all over there at Paddle and Finn, but uh, if any of our listeners aren't familiar with who Brian Schiller is, give us a lowdown. Oh boy, where do you want me to start? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm from um, northern Illinois. I'm like 15 minutes south of the Wisconsin border. I've lived in Illinois my whole life. Um, started fishing with my dad, which is, you know, pretty typical. Um, but it was through the ice. Uh, he took me ice fishing. That's like my first fishing memory and, uh, caught an 18 and three quarter inch crappie through the ice, which wow. for you folks down south may not sound that big, but up here, that's a monster. That's, and, I, I feel like that's got to be a monster anywhere in the country, man. That's a big crappy. Yeah, yeah. So um, from there on, you know, I was basically hooked. Fished a ton in like middle school and uh, most of the way through high school. Kind of fell away from it, you know. Um, had other interests, things like that. And, uh, you know, kind of took a downturn in my life for a little bit and then um coming out of that i found fishing and uh you know kind of kind of got me right on the right path and then um you know in 2018 uh is when i got into kayak fishing and uh me and a good friend of mine uh both got into it same time uh both had you know, had similar stories, fished all our lives. Um, I always tell people like I started with big boats and then worked my way down and now I'm in a kayak and I can't go any smaller. But, <laughs> um, you know, I used to, used to have some boats, uh, smaller fishing boats, things like that. And then, 
um, you know, I had a canoe when I was in uh, high school and uh, loved fishing out of that thing. And, you know, when the, the boats, I mean, obviously everybody knows boat stands for bust out another thousand. Um, when it just didn't make sense anymore, um, I got into the kayaks. And this friend of mine that I got into it with, you know, we were both fans of listening to podcasts and uh, on our commutes, you know, we both traveled quite a bit and uh, we we're like, we should, we should do this. How cool would it be to like start a podcast and, you know, talk about, you know, our experience kayak fishing? Because at that point, like when we got into it, it was kind of hard to find like good information. And, um, so we figured, you know, why not, uh, kind of do this podcast and, you know, we could talk to people from around the kayak fishing world and, you know, not only that, but talk about our experiences, both good and bad and, you know, be a, be a source of information for, um, the kayak fishing community and those that want to get into kayak fishing. And, you know, now, um, you know, obviously you mentioned it, that's called Paddle and Fin. And, uh, we went from doing a show every three weeks, two to three weeks to now we have a show seven days a week, um, with what is it? It's like 12 different segments. I think I, I, I have a hard time keeping track myself. <laughs> so, um, with, you know, multiple hosts, uh, from across the nation. Yeah, man. And, um, so let's kind of talk about the early days of paddling fin for a second. So, uh, did y'all have any kind of like experience with recording or audio stuff or anything like that? Um, so I used to be in a band for a little bit, um, we had toyed with like some recording software and stuff like that. And, uh, same thing with Scott, the guy I started with, um, we call him the Godfather. Um, he, uh, he had experience with recording music and stuff like that. Cause he, uh, he plays guitar. He's in bands, uh, in his younger days. And now he kind of doodles, um, you know, and records some of his stuff. So we kind of had like, some knowledge of recording. Um, and I remember I was listening to, uh, I follow Casey Neistat, right, on YouTube. Who doesn't? And um, I remember when him and his wife started their podcast, they talked about this thing, Anchor, that they were using to do their podcast and, you know, how it kind of distributed their podcast and this and that. And we kind of dug into that. And, um, we started originally recording through Anchor, which their recording software was real shoddy. Right. And it was like hit or miss. Um, you know, one recording would be totally great. The next one would just be horrible. Like people would cut out, people or guests would drop off, things like that. So, um, then we moved to recording, um, through Skype. Uh, Skype video calls and then uploading them to Anchor. And, uh, we did that for years. And then this past, like, 
year, year and a half, we really went hard with recording through um, StreamYard because we not only do uh, the audio end of things, we were like, well, we're doing these video calls. We might as well take the recordings and put them on YouTube and Facebook, uh, platforms like that, just because it was another avenue for us to, you know, uh, get our podcasts out there. So right, for sure. we were using, we were using, you know, the Skype video calls and, you know, ripping the audio from that, um, which I had experience doing, you know, um, video editing. So, um, you know, I use, uh, Final Cut Pro and, uh, you know, would edit, edit the podcast and things like that and still do. And now we're using StreamYard because it's, uh, it's kind of a cool platform because we can incorporate uh, folks' photos and videos and things like that into our podcast, both visually and audio uh, related. Yeah, for sure. <coughs> I, I've been wanting to ask for a long time. Um, the uh, the music and the intro for y'all's original intro, uh, was that music that one of y'all played? So that was, uh, that was Scott. That, uh, the Godfather. He, uh, the original audio clip, um, was him playing guitar and bass over, uh, just a, uh, drum track that he okay. found in one of his things. But yeah, no, and, and it was Scott talking in the background as well. Okay. Yeah. I love that bass line, man. Um, I always yeah. rocked out with that. <laughs> yeah. I'll, uh, I'll let him know that. I'm, uh, I'm actually leaving in the morning and him and I are going to, uh, be hunting for a week, uh, out in the woods. So I'm going to see him tomorrow. I'll let him know that, uh, he dig it. I'll see if he can, uh, just send you the bass riff so that way he can play it jamming down the road. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, man. So, um, yeah, you mentioned, uh, a lot of the, you, you mentioned that you have a lot of different, um, different segments that uh that have a new show every day uh sure when did you start deciding to add new segments instead of just having it uh just the the one show so i think that was roughly two years ago i think it was in 2019 like the probably the middle of 2019 um you know, Scott had, uh, had stepped away from the podcast. Um, you know, he kind of went a, a different direction. You know, it wasn't that he didn't like kayak fishing, but, um, he ended up getting out of it. Um, and he bought a, uh, a summer house or condo, uh, on a lake in Wisconsin and him and his family purchased a boat. So he kind of stepped away. Um, from the kayak fishing world and don't get me wrong we always still talk about it um but um my co-host now jay randall uh came in and he was one of our first guests and he was a repeat guest as well and after that first time you know me and jay kind of hit it off and we started fishing together things like that out of the kayaks and um you know, it just made sense, you know, Scott suggested, why don't you have Jay be your co-host? So, you know, that was something that me and Jay kind of talked about after he came on, you know, like having this collective, so to speak, 
um, you know, just to offer more and hit different aspects. You know, you can only talk about so much. And, you know, one thing we felt too was, um, you know, cause we try to stay up to date with what's going on in the kayak fishing community and, 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 you know, with kayaks and fishing gear and things like that. And, you know, from listening to the show and, you know, we talk to a lot of folks, uh, whether they're, uh, you know, elite kayak anglers, um, folks behind some of the companies making the products that we all use, um, and things like that. And it was like, you know, we'd, we, we would, uh, record a show and we felt like we were falling behind because something that was going on right now, you couldn't talk about cause you had guests lined up for the next three weeks. So by the time you got to it, it was kind of old news. So we wanted to kind of stay ahead of the curve, so to speak, and, and offer as much as possible. Again, like we started the podcast because when me and Scott got into it, we had a hard time finding like good info we felt. And there wasn't a, a ton of like, you know, stuff out there. I mean, obviously there was Chad Hoover, Gene Jensen, things like that. Um, which you, you look at those guys, right? And, and this is no knock against them whatsoever. Um, you know, they have sponsors and things like that. So they're influenced by certain companies and so, so do I, right? But, um, the one thing we've, always tried to stay committed to with being non-biased like you know like i'm i'm part of the new canoe team but i love talking about other boats the way they're advanced and you know one of the one of the things i always say is there's no such thing as a perfect kayak but there's a perfect kayak for a perfect situation right right and um you know so in that something I'm really upfront with, with some of the companies that I do work with is like, you know, look, I love your product. I'm always going to support it, but I'm always going to talk about other products as well. So that's going to be an issue. You know, obviously this isn't going to work out, you know, we'll go our own separate ways. So, you know, with that being in mind in, in now that we have this collective of hosts and shows and things like that, like, we're not all in the same boat and we don't all use the same fishing rod, reels, baits, things like that. And not only that, but, you know, um, people that listen to the show shows, I should say, is, you know, one person may relate to me, but they won't relate to Brad Hicks or, you know, Jimmy Skinner or vice versa. Right. Somebody may like, catch on to the way that, you know, Jimmy Skinner describes something or, or uses something or why he uses it, but they can't relate to why I do or use or, you know, what I'm trying to say, you know, so it's, it's one of those things, you know, and, um, you know, not everybody listens to every single show seven days a week. We actually, we do have those, those folks that tune in every day of the week and listen to all the shows. Some guys like to turn into tune into the tournament recap shows because they may be a tournament angler and that's all they care about. Right. Um, you know, we got bass fishing for noobs. So you're new to kayak fishing or fishing in general. Folks will listen to that, but they won't listen to me, you know, vice versa. 
that's the thing. We're so diverse and we try to offer so much. Um, so that way, you know, no matter what you're um, looking for information wise, we have it there to provide for you. Sorry, that was kind of a long-winded answer. <laughs> no, that's good, man. And uh, speaking of the shows, um, so if any of our listeners haven't haven't listened to Paddle and Finn, first of all, shame on them because I've been up there for three of the shows, and uh, <laughs> they need to be <laughs> they need to be listening. But uh, but kind of give us a rundown on on a few or as many of the shows as you can remember, or uh, just uh, yeah, a few I'll of the shows. You. I'll give you a quick like rundown of the schedule. So Monday is bass fishing for noobs. Um, you know, it's, it's geared more towards newer anglers, but you know, if you're an advanced angler too, it works great for you as well. Um, you know, Sean Lavery, uh, does that show and he focuses mainly on techniques, you know, talking to different, um, uh, you know, big time anglers that, you know, are, are really well versed in a certain technique. Um, so it kind of runs through that, you know, what's a setup, you know, what's a lure, you know, what kind of line, all that stuff. How do, how do you, you know, work this through the water? Where are you targeting it? Things like that. Um, Tuesday is bass kayak and beers. Um, that's Armando's show. And it's kind of like, uh, you know, him and another angler sitting back around the campfire having a couple of beverages and, um, you know, talking about kayak fishing in life. Um, so he kind of gives you a background into the angler, uh, what they're doing, what they're up to, what they're looking forward to throughout the season. He talks to a lot of influencers and tournament anglers and a lot of guys from Texas. So if you're from Texas, that's a good show to listen to. Uh, Wednesday is the reel down. And that's like a tournament recap. So those guys cover both national events and smaller club events, um, from across the nation. You know, they, they do highlight quite a bit and that's Jimmy Skinner and Drew Gregory. Um, that, that goes live every Wednesday. And then Thursday is the final cast. It's kind of like a product spotlight splat slash review segment. So they'll talk to a lot of folks from, uh, certain companies, uh, whether it's, uh, kayak related, rod, reel, line, lure, you know, you name it. Um, they talk about a lot of different products, uh, especially, you know, they try to stay ahead of the, 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 uh, game, you know, as new products come out, they're trying to get those folks on and talk about them. And then, uh, Thursday nights, uh, we go live with, uh, me and Jay with our show. Oh, I'm sorry. Final cast is Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge. Um, and then Thursday night is live with me and Jay Randall. Um, we didn't come up with the name. The other guys gave our, our show the name, the OG show, cause we we're the originals, uh, of paddling Finn. And we talked to a lot of big names from around the, the industry. Um, Lately, we've been doing, um, we call it after hours, um, but it's more like a roundtable discussion. We talk about some topics going on around the, the kayak fishing world and uh, things of that nature. And, uh, you know, just having open discussions. Uh, we did have a couple guests join us last week. This week, we're, um, well, I guess when this goes live, we will have done another one. 
and I think we're going to continue on throughout the rest of this year. Um, cause there's been some pretty interesting conversations and, you know, it's, it's great to get feedback. It's all positive. It's not like it's, uh, you know, a bunch of trash talking about stuff going on. Um, but giving positive feedback and maybe ways to, uh, better things, you know, whether it be in the tournament world or, you know, uh, whatever it may be, you know, it's just an open conversation and it gets pretty interesting. Um, and then, um, on Saturdays, it's every other week for these guys, they do a bi-weekly show. So you got Brad Hurlboss doing feather and fur. He focuses mostly on hunting. Um, some of it's out of a kayak, some of it's upland hunting, deer hunting, uh, you name it. He just loves talking hunting. And then when he's not on, uh, JP's on and his show's called Off the Water. So, you know, we all go to these, uh, you know, fishing destination spots and it's like, where's a good place to eat? What's, uh, you know, a good place to, uh, get some tackle, you know, what's some sites to see, things like that. And then they talk about a fishery in that area as well. And then Sunday is, uh, mindset with Chris Slifka. And he just talks about the mindset of an angler, uh, talking to various guests and, you know, mostly geared towards, uh, tournament fishermen for the most part. You know, how do they get their, you know, mentally straight, you know, going into a tournament during a tournament and after. And then, uh, when he's not on, we got chasing the tide with Dustin Nichols. He's out of Texas, and that's our uh, saltwater kayak fishing segment as well. So that's the quick rundown. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, y'all just added uh, Shane Lamont show, right? Yeah, Shane Lamont, um, Bass Thumbs Fishing. And that's going to focus on uh, the whole West Coast scene. You know, like him and I talked about, like, you know, yeah, there's a big mountain range in between us, but, like, the kayak fishing scene in like California and the West coast is so huge. And it seems like, like they're almost treated as like the side thing. And, and, you know, compared to the rest of like the middle West and the, the Midwest and the East coast, you know? So we're trying to bring that together. And uh, we've always talked about trying to get a California guy to do a show. And it just worked out where Shane was already doing his show and, um, he's like, Hey, let's, uh, let's collab. Let's do this. You know? And I was like, absolutely. You are the guy we've been looking for. So, um, I know they're waiting. He's waiting for a season to wrap up out there and then, uh, he's going to start kicking off and that'll go up on Friday afternoons. So that's awesome. I, I was counting as you went. That means that, um, that I have had, uh, now with this show, I've had six of y'all up here. So I'm, I'm working my way through you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's quite a few of us. That's for sure. Absolutely, man. So, um, let's, uh, let's, let's dive into the face side of things a little bit too. So, um, yeah. So in a nutshell, kind of let us know what's your face story. What is it that you believe in and how did you, how did you come to believe it? So I actually grew up in, uh, the Methodist church. Um, um, my mom's side of the family, uh, we all lived in the town of Elgin, which is just outside of Chicago. And, uh, you know, my grandparents 
had always gone to that church and uh, my grandfather uh, just passed away this year and uh, he lived in the house he built himself in the town of Elgin since he was he built that house in 1948 so he was 90 93 when he, he passed away but um so my two aunts and uh two cousins heavily involved in the church and you know as far as uh the education side of things uh they were all sunday school teachers um so you know since i was a little kid i always remembered going to church and uh grew, grew up in the methodist church and uh did a lot with the youth programs there as well when i was a kid growing up um, we did uh, mission trips uh did one out to uh, south dakota and another one to west virginia um that was all the way through high school and um you know every sunday it was you know we were there at church um during the week you know we would usually be there at least twice a week um, helping out with either you know the soup kitchen or uh, cub scouts like you know my cub scout and boy scout troops were based out of the church and things like that so you know it was kind of brought up in the uh, methodist church and um you know i went till i was probably 19 and uh you know, kind of, kind of went through a rough patch in life and, and kind of fell away from my faith and then finally found it again when I was, uh, 25, 24, you know, um, suffered a bad car accident when, uh, when I was 19 years old and, uh, hated the world because of it turned to, you know, drugs and alcohol and things like that. And, uh, it was just a loose cannon. And, uh, I remember it was a new year's Eve and, uh, just completely inebriated. And I thought to myself, like, what am I doing? Like, this, this makes no sense. I need to get my life back on track. And that's when I found, you know, fishing in my faith again. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, I tried to put the blame on why those things happened to me on everything else in my life instead of just taking it with a grain of salt that, you know, the good Lord made those things happen for a reason, what that reason was. I just wasn't sure. Um, but eventually I would find out. And, you know, um, I look back on it now and it, it, uh, it just made me a better person. I, you know, I wasn't, the the nicest person in my younger years you know um in that time frame and it it made me grateful for what i have and and what i do and you know um just just brought me back to life again yeah man and you said that um it was at that time that you found uh fishing again and faith again was it would you say that um they were kind of um, mutually exclusive uh, they didn't have anything to do with each other did you find one and it kind of helped you come back to the other or, um... uh, I think it was I think it was I found fishing and it brought me back to that and 
you know, I'll never forget, like, I remember, I forget when it all went down, but uh, I remember listening to my dad talk one time, and I, I think it was when we got a new pastor at the church, right? And, you know, he was meeting with families and stuff like that. And um, I remember, you know, my dad saying, you know, I go to church for uh, fellowship. If I want to talk to God, there's nothing more godly than being on the water watching the sunrise or sunset. And I always remembered that. I was like, that's kind of weird. Like, what's, what's he talking about? I thought we had to go to church every Sunday. Like, <laughs> what are you doing, dad? Like, <laughs> you're trying to, you're trying to find an excuse to get out fishing instead of going to church, you know? And, and it was when I found fishing again and, you know, we would, uh, we would go fish this lake in Wisconsin and you would go out at sunset because it's this very large uh, glacial cut lake, crystal clear water, really deep. So the best time to fish it was at night. So you would usually get out before sunset and watching that sunset it was just like, wow, like this is amazing, you know? And then you start thinking like, man, look at what he's created for us to just enjoy, you know, like it just totally hit me. Like, duh, like, you know, <laughs> God's been trying to talk to me this whole time. And, and, uh, I was just oblivious to the fact. And, and it's the same thing, man. Like, you know, like I told you earlier, you know, I'm getting ready to go on a, like a week long hunting trip. And, you know, I talked to, uh, try to talk about that hunting in a positive manner. And, you know, one of those things is like, there is nothing like sitting in a tree stand in the dark while you're waiting for the sunrise and you get to see the world come to life. And, uh, it, it's pretty, pretty cool and pretty amazing. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, I had, I had one of those like, God moments the other day in my tree stand. Um, every time I get in my tree stand, I say a prayer, you know, like thank, thank the Lord for letting me, you know, have the opportunity to be here out in his wilderness. Um, I ask that he watches over hunters as they embark into the woods, into their tree stands, keep them safe. And then I always ask if he ever gives me the opportunity to harvest an animal to, you know, make sure my arrow flies straight and that that animal doesn't suffer. And you know, thank you for, you know, providing me with the fruits of his nature. And I opened my eyes and it was, it was like cloudy, like almost dark. And it was an evening sit. And then it was like 30 seconds later, the sun popped out for like two or three minutes, like, shining in my face and then it went back to cloudy again for the rest of the night and i got out of the tree and i like my buddy was hunting with me and i was like dude you're never gonna believe this and i told him and he was like that's awesome that's awesome you know so i mean that's in a nutshell man i mean it, it you know my outdoors activities i definitely brought me close closer and back to my faith and what i believe in Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not much of a hunter myself, but anytime I get to be out in the, uh, whether it's in the woods or on the water, um, either as the sun's coming up or as the sun's going down, it's, it's just something special it, about that, man. 
It is, man. It's a magical, magical moment. And you just have to sit back and appreciate what, what he's created for us to enjoy. And it's, uh, it's pretty unbelievable, man. It's, uh, I've had some of my most spiritual moments at those given points in time in my life, you know. For sure. Um, any of them, uh, any of them out on the water that, that you want to, uh, to talk about since you, you already hit us with an awesome one from, from the woods, uh, hit us with one from the water. <laughs> man, it's, um, it's the same way, man. I, you know, before I start a tournament, I usually say a little prayer and things like that. And, you know, there's been some magical moments where I've been like down on my luck and, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, not catching fish or whatever it may be. And <clears throat> all of a sudden you'll just see something, you know, like, uh, I've seen deer swim across a river channel. Um, uh, you know, bald eagle just comes swooping down and flying through and watching them soar around. Like it's, it's, it's those magical things, man. Like I enjoy seeing nature and wildlife and all that stuff more than I do, you know, fishing or catching a fish or harvesting an animal. I think that's what, you know, fishing is, is it's taking all that in. It's not all about, you know, putting a fish on the board and, you know, I caught a hundred inches yesterday and this and that. Yeah, that's great. Don't get me wrong, but there's more to fishing than that. And, you know, I think a lot of that falls back on my faith. Awesome. Yeah, man. So there's a, um, we talked a little bit about it, uh, whenever I was on your show, but, um, there's a few questions, uh, that I always ask and, uh, I always want to make sure that I get your answers on that. And, uh, one of those that has been a favorite of mine and of, uh, a lot of listeners, um, what fishing story or memory means the most to you? Oh man, I got so many. Um, it's probably like, I think one of the most important ones, well, there's two, right? It it was that first ice fishing trip with my dad. Like I'll always cherish that, you know, it's, uh, that's what turned me on to fishing. That's what's driven my passion for fishing all these years. And, um, the second was probably when, um, when I was getting sober, like, you know, just being back out on the water and, you know, thinking to myself, like, why did I ever leave this? You know, like, this has always been here for me. Like, I was always concerned about, you know, partying and doing all, all the stupid stuff. Like, this is way cooler than that. And, um, you know, again, leading me back to my faith and, and, um, you know, just making a, uh, a positive turn in my life. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I dropped, you know, the drugs and alcohol and my new drug and alcohol was fishing, you know, in the outdoors, uh, which was way more healthy, obviously. Um, but you know, brought me back to life. You know what I mean? Uh, For sure. I went through a spell there where I was super depressed and things like that. And, you know, fishing got me out of that. Um, you know, there's that peace and serenity and, in, in fishing and hunting and, 
hiking and being in the outdoors and camping. Like I, I love all that stuff and, and finding that again and, uh, you know, using it in a positive way. Um, just, just did amazing things for me. For sure. And, um, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not a huge, uh, What's the best way to put it? I'm not a talker most of the time, uh, sure. <laughs> but, uh, but I know that you, uh, you definitely seem like you are one. So whenever you're out fishing with somebody, uh, what are you typically talking about? Oh man, all kinds of stuff. I I like, you know me, dude, I'll ramble on forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, usually talking about the fishing, like, and it depends who I'm fishing with, right? Like, you know, I, I fish a lot with Jay and, you know, I try to find out like what's going on in his life, how his kids are doing, you know, we both have kids so that are similar ages. So, you know, we're talking about kids, uh, fishing, upcoming trips, podcast stuff. You know, I was fortunate enough. Um, I spent a lot of time on the water this year with my dad, which, uh, has been completely amazing. Um, he bought a boat this year and, um, we actually fished our first tournament in like forever, um, together this year. We took third place. So, you know, we're always talking about family and he's asking about my kids. You know, we're talking about my brother and his kids and, you know, my dad's always, you know, asking, uh, you know, let's, let's take this fishing trip. You know, we can go up here and catch some walleyes or go over here and catch some smallies and, you know, stuff like that, man. It's, uh, it all depends on, you know, who I'm on the water with, but just, right. just talking about life stuff, man, just kind of, kind of easing off that stuff and, uh, you know, trying to, trying to forget like the hustle and bustle of the ever, you know, the nine to five and, you know, just, just talking about life in general with whoever, uh, whoever I'm on the water with. For sure. Yeah. I'm, I do try, um, my best to be, uh, especially if I'm, if I'm, uh, uh, with someone I've never fished with before, or I invited them to come fishing with me, um, to, to kind of, chew the fat as much as I can, but it is not sure. unheard of for me to, uh, like, uh, to go fishing with quote unquote, go fishing with somebody. And, um, at the end of the day, they come up and be like, where were you? It's like, Oh, I went back <laughs> into the trees. over there. Um, yeah. I, I don't get me wrong. Like if, if it's a tough day of fishing and I'm trying to dial those fish in, you know, like I'll kind of shut down a little bit. That's for sure. But as soon as that first fish gets hooked, I'm a chatterbox. You, you had a hard time <laughs> shutting me up, you know? <laughs> I hear you. All right, man. So, uh, with all of our guests, we always do a, uh, a segment called what's your favorite. Um, it's, it's self-explanatory, but, um, I'm going to ask your, uh, ask your favorite in a few different categories. Um, so to get us started off, uh, what's your favorite scripture? Uh, I got a few, man. And I knew you were going to ask me this cause obviously I listen to your show. And, uh, so one of, uh, one of the ones that, uh, I always love is, uh, Psalms 46 verse one through three. 
God is our refuge and strength in ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its water waters roar and foam in the mountains quake with their surging. Awesome. Uh, what about a particular uh, story from the Bible? Oh, man. Um you know, I always wanted to be Moses and part the Red Sea, but <laughs> that'll never happen. Um, but I, I think David and Goliath, man, like I always revert back to that, you know, like in the way I revert back to it is, you know, like in life in general, you know, no matter what the problem is, uh, you know, it may seem like it's huge. But, you know, the smaller answer will always, always win the fight, you know. Um, so, I mean, I could use that story to spin off in a number of situations in my life, but, uh, probably For sure. Yeah. Do you, uh, you have any trouble relating to David seeing as how you're like six, five, six, six? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, not really, not really. I, you know, I may be tall in person, but I'm, I'm really a small guy on the inside, you know? I hear you. All right, man. So, what's your favorite fish to catch? Ooh, favorite. Uh, I mean, um, it's tough, man. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm primarily a bass fisherman, but what a lot of people don't know is I fly fished for many many years, and I love catching trout on a fly rod. Um, you know, I've been out west a few times in Colorado. Uh, chasing browns and rainbows um, and then up here to the north in southwest Wisconsin we got a lot of these uh, chalk streams that are loaded with brown brown trout brook trout and rainbows so it's you know it's and then we got all the salmon and trout that run out of Lake Michigan into the tributaries like in the fall and the spring right so it's tough, man. It's tough. I mean, fish that I like actively target, like I love chasing bass and love trying to figure them out. But I also love trying to trick a trout on a fly I've tied on a rod I've made. And, uh, it's pretty unique concept, you know? Um, but, uh, it, it either have to be a trout or a bass. I, I usually leave them equally. Okay. What about your favorite to fish for? Man, favorite to fish for? Uh, up here, we have the old Walter, a.k.a. the walleye, and uh, they are delicious to eat. So I like to <laughs> I like to uh, fish for those guys uh, when I can, uh, when I'm not focused on the bass or the trout fishing, and uh, fill my belly full of some flaky white, white fish <laughs> awesome and uh you probably just answered it but what's your favorite fish to eat uh you know it, i haven't had a lot of saltwater fish like you know like i talk to dustin nichols all the time that does their saltwater like he's like dude i can make you some sea trout that's gonna blow your mind you know and i'm <laughs> like oh and i was supposed to go down there and fish for them uh right before the pandemic hit like a month after they closed everything down or 
I had a trip scheduled for like the beginning of April and I think they shut everything down like middle of March. So I never got to make that trip, but it's, I'm going to do it. But, um, you know, I, I've had swordfish and which is pretty phenomenal. I'm not a huge tuna guy, but like freshwater fish, like walleyes all day long, like nothing compares, nothing compares. I've had, I've had perch, I've had crappie, I've had bluegill, I've had catfish, like it, walleye, hands down. One day I am going to have walleye, but until that day, I cannot Dude, have so, that same answer. <laughs> so Jimmy Jimmy Skinner from Alabama came up uh, for my birthday this year, and uh, I was like, hey, we're going to go to fish fry. It was like a Friday night, and uh, he was like, you all got walleye up here? He's like, so now that's all he talks about since like he's been <laughs> up here. He's like, I'm coming back up there. I, we need to go catch walleyes. That was delicious. It was so good. So you'll, you'll be spoiled, man. And then you'll be like researching where's the closest walleye lake so you can go <laughs> find some. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, man. Um, so you mentioned uh, getting to or not getting to go because of the, the pandemic hitting. Uh, my fishing buddy and I went and, uh, so we got back on Sunday and they closed everything, um, in North Carolina that Wednesday. Uh, so yeah. we were able to get, get out there and on that trip, um, we went to a restaurant and I had cobia for the first time. Oh, and, nice. um, man, I, if you like swordfish, you've got to try cobia cause that is, uh, that is some probably easily the the best fish i've had to date i've heard that and uh one guy from uh, that we uh, deal with over at waypoint tv he's up in i think it's new jersey somewhere up there and they have a fish called uh, tog fish mm-hmm. and they're really ugly fish but he swears up and down that like it's the best fish to eat and i'm like all right well We'll figure this out. Let me know when I should come out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I've, I've heard Cobia is really good. Cobia really good. was, was awesome. I, I've heard that, that the, the main fish that beats it is triple tail, but I haven't uh, had a chance to get, uh, get a hold of any of those, but I've heard a lot of good things about, uh, Tog too. So all fish I, uh, yeah. I want to be able to get a hold of for sure. That's cool. And now that we're both hungry, what's your favorite fish and snack? What's my favorite fish and what? Uh, snack. Snack? Yeah. Oh, man. Like, usually tournaments, and I got this from uh, from my friend Alan Reed. Um, when I'm fishing a tournament, and he started this, uh, you get a package of the little chocolate cover of Hostess Donuts. And... Uh, you can't eat them till till your uh, till you get your limit. So we would always <laughs> we would always look to see who had their donuts left at the end of the day before weighing. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, um, but uh, you know if I if it's not that like I usually like to bring some uh, beef jerky. You know, like the the tender nuggets made by Jacko Links. Those are those are prime for sure. But uh, I found a new one. Um, new jerky company up here. It's called, uh, Iowa Smokehouse. And it was pretty amazing. 
and like I don't know if they're like nationwide, but like if you find some Iowa smokehouse jerky, you better get you some. <laughs> I hear you. All right, and uh, I don't want you to give away any secrets, like but uh, GPS coordinates or anything. But what's your favorite body of water to fish? Uh I've been pretty open about that one. Is uh, it's probably Table Rock Lake um, down in Missouri. Um, just beautiful landscapes. Uh, it it suits my fishing style. Like I like fishing a lot of rock, gravel, hard bottom. Um, and that's very abundant in Table Rock Lake. Uh, my biggest smallmouth has come out of there, which is, uh, 20 and three quarter. And I caught that in a KBF event. And, um, I don't know, man, there's just something about that whole area. It's just, it's just very beautiful, uh, ridges, and woods, and just the landscape is just, absolutely beautiful um so that's probably probably my most favorite spot to fish for sure i've seen i've seen pictures and i looking at pictures it I, don't do it justice man pictures i mean do not do it justice <laughs> and i i bet not and i was gonna say just from the pictures i feel like i would i would spend so much time looking around i'd forget to fish and uh, <laughs> you have to go at least once in your lifetime like and I remember as a kid, right, we, uh, I think it was on like Super Nintendo or maybe something like that, right? We had uh, a bass fishing game and Table Rock Lake was on there. And I always remembered like fishing it on the video game. And then as I got more, you know, into fishing, I was like, man, this lake's pretty, pretty cool. Like it's, it's known for giant fish. And, uh, I finally fished it for the first time out of a kayak and uh, because of a KBF event and fell in love. And I try to go down there at least once a year. Now. Awesome. Yeah, man. And uh, what's your, what's your favorite lure to throw? Man. Uh, lately it's been the shaky head. I like throwing a owner shaky head, the ultra shake hook. With a, a zoom, um, God, what? Trick worm. Trick worm on the back. Black. Black trick worm. Okay. And I catch a lot of fish on that. Um, that's probably my go to. One of my favorites lately. Um, yeah. Awesome. I used to throw a lot of, a lot of chatter baits and stuff like that, but, um, that zoom trick worm, man. I've, I, like, I used to be, like, strictly a power fisherman and then i was like you know i need to learn this finesse game power fishing doesn't always work and started finesse fishing you know and now i just i can't set it down (laughs) (laughs) awesome yeah it once you've used the owner shaky heads um using using uh, a shaky head that doesn't have that center pin screw lock is like I, I don't even want to try it anymore. <laughs> I I completely agree, man. Like I you know, I remember uh you know, Sam Jones, good friend, and he was a co host or a host on Paddle and Finn for a while. Like we traveled around fishing uh the KBF events in twenty nineteen and 
he was always talking about throwing this dang shaky head. And I was like, what is it about this? You know? And then I started to like experimenting with different shaky head, like actual heads and things like that. And I found that owner and I was like, Oh, this is it. This is the bee's knees right here. (laughs) And it's just been downhill ever since I probably got, I don't know, 10 packages of them in assorted weights down in, uh, down in my fishing tackle. So do you typically throw a heavier one or a lighter one? Uh, it, it really depends. Like for a while there, I was throwing that, uh, what is it? Not, I think it's like six thirty seconds or three thirty seconds. It was like a really light one. Um, but lately I've been throwing mostly like quarter, quarter ounce or three eighths. Awesome. And it, it, it kind of depends on the situation too. Right. You know, um, if I got a lot of wind, I'll throw a heavier one, uh, cause that'll get to the bottom better. Whereas that lighter one will kind of stay up a little bit if the wind's heavy. If it's kind of a flat, calm day, I can throw that lighter one and it glides through the water a little bit more. Um, so it, it, it depends. It depends. For sure. And, uh, last but not least, what's your favorite time of year to fish? Um, man, I'm, uh, again, like the finesse game, like I like fishing when fish are deep on structure. Like that's just a gas to me. You know, when you're pulling fish up from anywhere between, you know, 15 feet to 30, 40 feet, you know, like being able to trick a fish that's down that deep. And usually they're unpressured as well. Depends. Um, that's a lot of fun to me. Um, it's it's a hard cross between that and the spawn, you know. For sure. Yeah. I, deep fish um, has got to be like at the top of my my weakness list, for sure. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things, man. You just gotta do it a bunch. Until you kind of figure it out, and then it's game over from there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I'm I'm pretty spoiled. Like I live a block and a half from uh, a private lake, so I get to you know come home from work and sneak out there real quick in the evenings or on the weekends, you know. And I I do a lot of experimenting on right. the home lake, and then I go and transfer that to the the real world (laughs) so to speak (laughs) and um you know so i'm kind of spoiled by that but i like to experiment with like you know i always try to learn at least one to three new techniques a year not always great about doing the three but i'm usually pretty good at one um or you know while i'm learning that one honing in on like a technique i learned like the year before the year before that you know so it kind of you know opens up that toolbox so when you get out into those tournaments and uh you know new places and things like that you kind of have this plethora of of techniques in your in your bag that you can throw in certain scenarios uh just to help you be a better angler for sure for sure yeah i uh I started out kayak fishing, um, in the swamps, um, in the Eastern North Carolina. 
um, and like mill ponds and stuff. And uh, whenever I moved here to Raleigh and started fishing lakes, uh, the first time I saw on my fish finder uh, water that was uh, deeper than 10 feet, I was like, oh, crap, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just it, right? Like, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things, man. You just got to, you know, you'll hear a lot of the best anglers out there say it's all a matter of time on the water. And, you know, time on the water means experimenting, fishing new types of water that you're not normally used to and and the more you cover all those sections of the water column, you know, from shallow to deep, like the better the angler you become. And, uh, you know, it's, it's always cool to learn those things and, uh, you know, kind of put them to the test and, um, you know, being out of your element, it's, it's cool to be out of your element and, um, you know, force yourself to learn something, so to speak. For sure. All right, man. Well, we're going to start winding down. Um, what, uh, what do y'all have, uh, coming up for you, uh, for you and for paddle and Finn? What, what's coming down the pipe? Oh man. Um, well, I know we're looking forward to our break that we take in December. <laughs> uh, we've all put in a ton of work this year. Um, we, uh, we even had a trail series this year with paddle and Finn. So, it's been a long year, uh, a lot of traveling, things like that. Um, so I'm, I'm just looking forward to, uh, taking a break, doing the reset and coming back in 2022, full steam ahead. You know, we usually take, uh, three weeks off in December, you know, for the holidays and stuff like that. And then we come back like that first full week in January. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we just uh, brought on uh, Lamont uh, with Bass, Bass Thumbs Fishing, so I'm excited to uh, get his segment going on Paddle and Finn. Um, I know we're talking about next year. We're definitely uh, looking at doing our event on Dale Hollow with Eastport Marina. Uh, that'll probably be, uh, I forget the exact date, but... Uh, Beginning of April, uh, down on Dale Hollow Lake in Tennessee. It's on the border of Tennessee and Kentucky. Another beautiful lake. Small mouth, large mouth, like big, bigs factory. And, uh, um, that's always a good time. And, uh, yeah, just looking forward to next season. Uh, myself, I'm going to go back to, uh, fishing some tournaments next season. So. I'm excited to get back on the tournament trails and uh, start chasing those next year and uh, even going to do some uh, big boat tournaments as well. So um, just excited to get back into the competitive side of things uh, next season and, uh, you know, just keep plugging away, man, and, um, you know, enjoying my time out on the water. Awesome. And uh, I want to give you an open floor for um, any kind of sponsors, uh, supporters, anyone you want to say thank you to? Oh, sure, man. Yeah. Um, obviously, huge shout out to New Canoe. Um, I do a podcast for them every Tuesday night that's live on their Facebook and YouTube. Um, you know, I got uh, set up with New Canoe in last year, I think it was. Um, and they've been a great company to work with. Um, I've always been a fan of their boats. 
and uh, they help me out and uh, they give me another platform to uh, help, you know, other anglers get uh, their name and stories out there, which uh, I love to do. Um, Yak Gadget, uh, Rocktown Adventures, um, Bioeno Power, Mountain Dew, and uh, I just signed a contract with a company called Lakewood Products. Um, they got uh, storage solutions for all your baits. Uh, they got a real cool uh, bag that we actually had them on our show. Um, it's a tackle bag called the Sidekick. And you can actually stand on this thing. And I'm not a small dude by any means. But I think for uh, spring sight fishing, you put it right in the front of your kayak and stand up on it. It's going to give you a little perch to get a little higher up. Because uh, I've never been one to want to stand on my seat. I know there's guys out there that do it. But um, it's a pretty cool little tackle bag. It floats, uh, which is cool. You know, like there's always those instances where guys are flipping their kayaks and things like that. So, you know, uh, in a lot of times black packs don't float or the yak gadget XD crate. So, um, this is a cool little grab and go, uh, storage bag for both hard and soft baits. And, uh, yeah, working on some stuff with them. They do, uh, some ice fishing, uh, rod cases and, um, uh, bow and gun cases as well. So, uh, super excited to, I mean, you're getting exclusive here because I haven't announced this anywhere, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, uh, cool company to, uh, work with. And, um, like I said, Rocktown Adventures, Pioneer Power. Oh, Douglas Rods. Uh, I I love my fishing rods. Um, they've been a company that's stood by me for a while. So a huge shout out to them. Huge shout out to the whole Paddle and Finn family and uh, everybody out there listening. Um, you know, I appreciate uh, folks tuning into, you know, not only my podcast, your podcast, and all the the fishing and kayak fishing podcasts out there. You know, it helps us all um, be better anglers and people on the water. And you know, without the folks listening, we wouldn't do this, right? So, absolutely. Um, Huge shout out to the listeners as well. So I think that's it. Absolutely. And I got to say the, uh, the fishing podcaster community, um, has been, has been awesome to get to know and, and, uh, become a part of. So uh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. That's awesome. And I, I kind of, I give y'all a, uh, a lot of the credit and kind of starting that because it seems like, y'all always had like a round table discussion where y'all would bring, bring, uh, uh, podcasters in and kind of talk about your different podcasts and, uh, kind of build that community. So, um, I definitely credit y'all with at least part of it for sure. Yeah, man. It's, it's one of those things, right? Like I, I remember like back when we started, like I used to get all these messages like, Oh, so-and-so started a podcast or so-and-so started a podcast. You know, there's another kayak fishing podcast. Are you scared? Are you worried? And I'm like, no, <laughs> like the more, the better, right? Like, and that goes back to what I talked about earlier. Like some folks may not relate to us, but they may relate to another person. And that's great. As long as like the information's getting out there and, 
you know, people enjoy the content. That's all that matters. You know, like the more, the merrier. That's the way I look at it. And, uh, if we all work together, we all succeed. You know, I've, I've helped a lot of those folks, you know, through the years, like, you know, come to me like, Hey, I'm going to start a podcast. Like, how do I do it? You know? And I've straight up gave them, gave them the formulas that we use. You know what I mean? And, um, I've never been bashful about that. I, I think it's great that we have so many voices and so many platforms in our community and it, it only helps promote our sport, our anglers, the companies like, you know, that we all support and work with. Like, you know, the more support we have for all of those things, uh, the bigger it's going to get. Right. And, uh, and the bigger it gets, the more we all succeed. So, um, it's, it's, uh, it's a good thing to see so many involved. Absolutely, man. And, um, what about, uh, what about social media? Uh, tell people where to find you, uh, videos, uh, if you want to plug tournament trail, um, tell us where to listen to podcasts, all of that good stuff. Yeah. Um, you can find paddle and fin on any major podcast platform. Um, we're on waypoint TV, YouTube, Facebook, um, just search paddle, the letter N and the word fin. Um, and then, uh, you know, we have an Instagram account as well. And then, uh, me personally, I'm just Brian Schiller on Facebook and, uh, I'm holding up a smallmouth bass in my profile picture. Hopefully that's going to change to holding up a monster buck. Um, but uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, and then on Instagram, it's, uh, B dot chiller underscore. So, um, and then, yeah, follow us on YouTube, Paddle and Finn. We put all the podcasts there, but we also like, we'll throw out some, uh, videos, some product review videos, um, some trip videos, things like that. So, you know, uh, YouTube's a pretty cool place for us. And, uh, yeah, definitely, um, follow along on waypoint tv as well um all our podcasts and videos and stuff go up there as well awesome man well brian thanks for coming on the show i really enjoyed it man and i wish you all the best i appreciate it man anytime get outdoors pedal and paddle in greensboro north carolina offers a huge variety of kayaks kayak accessories stand-up paddle boards and bikes and biking accessories from all your favorite brands like yak attack bonafide NRS, Bending Branches, Kayak Cushion, Perception, Native, and many more. Get Outdoors offers demo days, rentals, repair and outfitting, expert rack installation, as well as courses to get you comfortable in your new boat. Check them out at shopgetoutdoors.com or stop by the shop and tell them Faith and Fishing sent you. Another huge thank you to Brian for coming on the show and sharing his story with us. I will leave links in the show notes to where you can follow Brian and the rest of the Paddle and Fin crew. Um, I'll also leave links to uh, Go Wild, Jade's Jigs, Save Your Outdoors, Get Outdoors, Pedal and Paddle, and of course, all things faith and fishing. Remember to keep an eye on the Instagram and Facebook uh, for the 3,000 listen giveaway. Um, but I think that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks again for listening. Y'all take care and God bless. Thank y'all for listening to the Faith and Fishing Podcast. Be sure to give us a rating and a review if you enjoy the show. And follow the show on Instagram at Pod or at facebook.com slash faithandfishing. 
be sure to reach out to one of the amazing pastors in your community if you have questions about faith, and make sure you join the Faith and Vision community on Facebook. Special thanks goes to Tyler Worrell, the graphic designer behind the Faith and Vision logo. The Faith and Vision podcast is produced by Cam Steele, and the music for the show is written, recorded, and performed by Jonathan Influenzi and Cam Steele. Thanks again for listening. Y'all take care, and God bless.